Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful Crystal Barrow. Crystal, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Let's rock. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, let's let's go. Crystal is a JD. She is a CPC, a career coach and consultant helping job seekers, career changers go from stuck or stalled to finding their path. I'm excited to have you on. Crystal, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Thank you. Thank you. So personal life, let's see. I am a mom of a a four-year-old going on 40. <laughs> she has an old soul. Um, I also, um, I guess, combination of work. I am a former law enforcement officer turned attorney, turned career coach, um, turned single mom by choice, um, and now find have found love in the time of COVID, interestingly. Uh, so lots of good things going on here. I'm uh, by purpose a career coach, certified career coach and consultant. I'm helping people kind of beat that fear and overwhelm when it comes to making change and career transitions, finding new jobs, seeking that fulfillment, right, that we all want. So lots of things happening and um, happy to be here to talk about a little bit more deep dive, a little bit more into what exactly all that means. I love it. Well, Crystal, my four-year-old has come in to join us. I love it. <laughs> James, do you want to say hi to Crystal? Say hello. Hi. All right. All right, bud. Go find mommy, please. <laughs> uh, I, I, he doesn't I, want to find is, mommy, people. It's <laughs> the perfect timing and the perfect cue. It, 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 it's always how it goes. That is exactly how it goes. Would uh, you close the door, please? You 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 may take that with you. Please close the door. <laughs> close the door, please. Thank you. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. All right. I, love it. I may or may not leave that in. We will find out. <laughs> It has worked for me in the past, I will tell you. I've had it happen <laughs> twice, and I probably have gotten the most engagement um, ever. <laughs> That's really funny. So from law enforcement to to an attorney to a career coach, is that is 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 that a logical and natural progression? So some people call it crazy. Some people <laughs> call it confusing. <laughs> I say it definitely was a natural progression. You know, I... Um, I followed what it is that I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to go to law school. Um, I had trouble getting in. I'm not a great test taker. Um, was one of those things that, uh, you know, the law enforcement role came right out of college. And so it was like, oh, great, cushy government job. I've heard of, that this could be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did that. Um, and then 9-11 happened. And I was attending law school at night 
And um, after 9-11, it became, of course, more difficult working 12-hour shifts to go to law school at night. Sure. I, right? I couldn't take a, um, a time, off, time off to study for finals. And um, my bosses understood, but I had to make a decision. We were in a time of national emergency. I was working those 12-hour shifts um, as a, a criminal investigator. Not a good time to take uh, leave. So um, I decided to resign from the federal government and go to law school full time during the day. Um, so I did that three years. And then um, I knew right away uh, with the help of lots of internships and conversations that public interest was going to be my next move. So uh, that's where I worked primarily as a prosecutor for about 10 years. Um, and then uh, during the course of that, your know, friends, family would, would talk to me about job transitions. And, you know, as people talk, you know, coffee chats about where they're going, what they're going to do next, I would chime in with my two cents and uh, realize that I was actually helping people. And of course, a good old friend of mine said, hey, you could do this and get paid. And I was like, really? You think so? A um, couple of years later, here I am. Um, started as sort of that side hustle, if you will, while working my nine to five and um, decided to go for it. Took a leap of faith about two years ago um, to do it full time and uh, still have a roof over my head and my daughter's head. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's the most rewarding work. Um, I still have a passion for criminal justice, for the law. I leverage my skills and experience. But um this, it's a different type of purpose for me, um, a calling that was happening little by little over time. And uh, the best move, best move I've, I've made. Well, congratulations. Thanks. And timing is, is, I don't know if timing is everything, but it's certainly a lot of things. And what an interesting time. You started two years ago, you got a year under your belt, and then voila, here, here's, <laughs> here's, here's COVID. I'm, has, has, has that been good for business? It's been good for business. Um, yes. So, you know, I have coached and do coach people who have been laid off, who have been furloughed, who have been terminated. But I also coach people who are happy in their jobs, just want to either advance or speak up more or learn how to be heard. Right. So um, it was good before. Certainly shocking for everyone when it when COVID made its appearance, um, and it's not good all the time. No, even though you know most people think that at this time, but uh, but overall, yes, it has uh, definitely helped me help even more people and spread the word and get the message out about how important it is that we like what we do and that how we think about the security or what we think is security of our jobs, right? People are 30, 40 years into their roles thinking about retirement now being laid off and having to decide can they retire or do they have to get a resume after all of this time, right? So very interesting time, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. When you think about or read statistics about how so few of us are actually really engaged and love our work, does that mm. reinforce your, your, your decision? What are your thoughts on that? 
Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I believe in the statistics. I'm not a huge anyone who knows me. And I guess by the fact that I'm a lawyer also, uh, I don't do numbers. <laughs> I don't do numbers well, but uh, the statistics are true. Uh, it is astronomically high. And most people, I mean, there are unhappy lawyers. That's a thing. But there are also <laughs> lots and lots of people who just are not fulfilled. Um, and there's responsibility on both sides. You know, I preach that we have to own our own career careers to a degree, right? We have to take responsibility for our own path. Um, but there are, of course, things that employers, companies, organizations, agencies can do um, for themselves, but for their employees too, right? And so the biggest thing, one of the biggest things I think when people, potential clients, friends, colleagues, um, chat or come to me. It's about, I'm not really happy in what I'm doing. I'm or too late. I feel like I'll be starting over. I was what my parents told me to do and so I've been doing it all this time but I so I can't leave I'm the breadwinner I can't really leave right so all of these things come into play yeah yeah and that's that's certainly a lot and I mean so many different assumptions piled on more assumptions that that we're putting in ourselves and 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 parents and society and, and everything else yeah that's super interesting I um from an organizational standpoint, if you have good people, then you want those people to you 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 care for them. You want them to to, exactly. to be successful and 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 to be able to thrive. Mm-hmm. Is is hmm, okay? So so what? There's, there's a couple of different things I'm, I'm really fascinated by. Is helping mm-hmm. people to to really get unstuck and. Mm-hmm if they're able to be honest with themselves and mm. then from, from an employer standpoint, what, what, what an employer can do to really start to sort of have those weird conversations of right. maybe you're at 50%, but we want you at hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So on the one hand, it's, it, it all comes down to usually comes down to fear. And so it's about, like you said earlier, you know, what are we telling ourselves? Yes, there are obstacles. Absolutely. Yes, there are difficulties and challenges. But I walk the talk and I preach, you can create your own path. Now, does that mean it won't it will be easy and you won't have to maybe take some detours? Um, You absolutely may have to. Will there be some sacrifices or things you put off on the back burner? But when you when they say, right, when there's a will, there's a way. I absolutely full on believe it. Sometimes it's not in our own timing. Sometimes it's not in the package. Right. That with it's not. There's no ribbon on it the way we would like it, kind of like relationships, right? <laughs> Sometimes sure. you're praying for the one, but the, who knows when that one will show, who knows how, what that one will look like. And it's the same thing in our careers. And so the fear, we have to first have the mindset that we can make choices, that we can create our, a plan of action, that we can take small steps so that we don't get so overwhelmed. 
And then on the other side of it, when we are in our jobs, now listen, we spend how many hours a day, right? No matter how flexible your role is, your mind is usually still going on work. So we spend so many hours of the day focused on what we do for a living and some some let it define who who they are even, right? So why take all the burden? Why take all the pressure? So that's where I say, okay, employers, what can you do also? Now, it might be on you as the employee to go to the boss and say, hey, thanks for that feedback. I see I'm not really where I'd like to be myself. Can you tell me what it is I need to do to get to X? Um, Put the ball back in their court. Now, if you just take the feedback and you take that back to your office or take it back to your desk and you just kind of sit on it, you mull it over, but there's no change, no action, then then you, that's when you start to feel stuck. Mm-hmm. If you don't speak up for yourself, it can turn into feeling unheard. So it's kind of on both sides. And then the employers have to say, be willing to give constructive feedback and not just for the sake of, oh, we have to leave a room for improvement. But like you said, it's really kind of investing in who it is you've invested in. You saw something in this person to bring them on. <laughs> Why not nurture them, build them up, have them thrive, be more productive so that everyone benefits, right? Yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I was yeah. just thinking about just personal experiences that I've had that we've all had with mm-hmm. coworkers or somebody that I've been managing and it starts small and then it just all of a sudden it's like one thing after another and when i see the person i cringe and i don't want to you yes. know i want to avoid them and they're probably feeling exactly the same way is is there a way other than well how how do you coach organizations and people to be a little bit more proactive in having maybe systems in place so that we're not mm-hmm. waiting till things are on fire to- right <laughs> Right. So so you could have what I what I have found personally is that you could have all the systems in place and that's really not going to get you there. It's really like, you know, what someone's got to step up and, and ask the question. So on a personal and individual basis, I might say so if a client comes to me and say, I want to really approach my boss about this, but I'm it's kind of that situation when I when they see me, we kind of don't look at each other. Um, I'm not sure how to go about it. So I might coach on having first the mindset to be able to do it in confidence and the confidence will come with some preparation beforehand. Right. And then we talk about how can it feel good to you? So a lot of times people don't want to network or talk with others, have conversations with others because it feels fake or inauthentic to them or they don't believe that they will really be seen. So if we can push through that first, what how, like, tell me some ways in which that would feel good to you to approach your boss. Maybe it's by starting with email and setting up a, a meeting um, and not so no one feels blindsided. People can feel a little bit prepared, you know, going in, more confident going in. So I, I do it on an individual basis when what feels good for this person, because then they'll be more apt to take a little bit of action, a step here and there. Um, and, and it chunks it down because most people, most of us, we think about the outcome right away. 
that's where the fear can come in. And sometimes the paralysis where we don't even take the action because now we've already thinking about the outcome and we've created a whole story around that whole conversation, how that conversation will happen. But think about it. How many times have we created a whole story around something and we take a step, it plays out, and then you're like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Right. So um, so it's all about the mindset first, then creating something, a plan of action that feels good for you, chunking it down so it's not overwhelming and then taking just one step and letting it play out, letting it play out. Let let go of the control. There are just certain things you have no control. You don't control what's going to come out of that person's mouth, but you can control how you react to it. You can control how you respond actually to it rather than react, right? So maybe it'll be in a follow-up email because you were sitting there and you took the feedback a little bit harder than you thought. So just step back. Maybe then's not the time to respond, respond later, right? So lots of ways to kind of manage that and navigate that. Um, But most often we have to step out of ourselves and ask help to to do it. Yeah, no, I I love that. (laughs) We're talking about conflict and that that's what it is then yeah. most people are i think everybody doesn't really like that and so that mm-hmm. th- therefore we avoid it so being able to 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 sort of get your head right and see mm-hmm. the steps in the process and not the whole thing yes. um, and, and then to be able to actually take action and then yeah. once somebody does it I'm like oh wow that wasn't nearly <laughs> as bad as i thought and now my life is is exponentially better and they're probably set up to be able to have those conversations moving forward, which is a, exactly. a wonderful thing to be an advocate exactly. for themselves and, and, and everything else. Are there yes. favorite questions that you have back from your prosecu- prosecutorial days <laughs> when, when you're talking with somebody they're like, oh, you know, I just don't like what I'm doing or <laughs> that, 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 that have been sort of yeah. helpful? Actually, uh, this is a great question and no one has ever asked me that before. Um, and now that I think about it, there is something I kind of go back to, I default to. So (laughs) that's really funny. Um, so when someone starts to tell me the reasons, it's easier for people to explain why they don't enjoy something, why they don't like something. Um, if I ask them, what are you looking for in your next role? They'll tell me what they're not looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I find myself asking most times. Well, going into the next role, it sounds like you feel you're afraid that you're going to make the wrong decision, that the same things will reoccur. And here's the here's that million dollar question. What's the evidence of that? Mm. And I used to do that all the time as a prosecutor, as an attorney, uh, but specifically in criminal, right? In criminal prosecution, I'm thinking, where's my evidence? When I talk to my witnesses, when I've talked to uh, whether it's civilians or law enforcement, um, it's always what's the evidence for that? So you know, here here's the the idea, here's the thought, here's uh, the conclusion, but what's the evidence for that? Why do you think that because you had a horrible, uh, you were in a toxic environment, working environment before, that you will be in a work toxic work environment again? Where's the evidence that because you had a poor, poor um, if performance evaluation that you your next one, you're being set up for 10 more? Mm-hmm. 
where's the evidence of that? And so I find myself kind of doing that, that linear thinking, looking for the proof, but I'm asking it so that they themselves see like, oh yeah. And most often the answer is, I don't know that. I don't have the evidence of that. And there's, now we're starting there's to There's no break evidence that. at all. <laughs> no evidence at all. We create the whole story in our head, like literally. And I'm guilty of it too. Oh, sure. We play it all out, like from beginning to end. And most often it does not go down that way. I've constructed this amazing narrative in, <laughs> <laughs> for how I am the victim of this a massive conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> when yes. These people probably never think about me at all. It's <laughs> at all. At all. And so that's where, so once we realize that, right, that's where we can now take a look at our, what are the steps we can take. We take ownership of our own career. What um, have I tried to talk to someone about it? Have I have I gone for the promotion before? Um, those kinds of things. And so we unpack that, and then we say, okay, yeah, you know what? I would like to try to do this, and then we move forward. Coaching is all forward thinking, forward movement, and forward action. Right. I love it. Crystal, I think that was a good one, but the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, my gosh. So excited. My difference-making tip is this. Remember that we have choices. We have choices, and here's the kicker. We get to course correct. We get to course correct. So, And this is in all areas of our lives, right? But specifically as a, as a career coach, um, and, and professionally speaking, we we may have taken a certain path or something found us and we you know stayed on that path. That nothing is finite. We get to make choices along the way and we get to shape our own success. Literally, we get to shape our own paths. And if we make a decision, nothing is really a mistake until we look back on it. We're not thinking we're making a mistake or we wouldn't do it. We, we do what we the best that we can with what we have at that moment. So it's not a mistake. It's only when we look back and we're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But here's the fine factor in that. Oh, I get to change this. I pick one job. It's not the job for me. I'll pick something else. I pick a career. It's not the career for me. Or it was the career, but you're ready for something new. You get to do it. And life with this pandemic is really showing us, right, is that life is really too short. It's really too short. And so as I talk to people who are sitting in jobs for years, unhappy, for years, they are feeling a tug to do something else. I remind them, you get to make the choice and you get to course correct if things don't go the way that you planned. That's my difference making tip. Oh, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Crystal, thank, yeah. thank, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where thank can people you. learn more about you? How can people engage with you? People can certainly find me on my website at www.shapeyoursuccesscoaching.com. And then I'm always on LinkedIn. Um, please find me at Crystal M. Barrow, my first 
name, middle initials, M as in Michelle Barrow. Find me on LinkedIn, connect with me. I'll be doing some more live videos there. I love to hear from people. So follow me on social and connect and I'm happy to hear from them. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Crystal your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to shapeyoursuccesscoaching.com. Find Crystal on LinkedIn at Crystal M. Barrow and and connect. Thanks again, Crystal. Thank you. It was a pleasure, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.